stressful. We have never been in a situation like this before. And now we're having to make decisions about things we've never had to make a decision about before. Man, if you're a parent, you never had to make a decision about whether your kid was going to, um, to school for in-person learning. You've never had to make that decision before. Man, if you're a teacher, you've never had to make a decision about whether you want to go back to work or not before. If, you, if you're a, a college student, you've never had to make a decision about, should I go back to school? Should I go back to... You've never had to do that before. Man, now we're making decisions about, man, can we even go on vacation? Can we go visit our friends? Can we go visit our family? Should we put this off? Should we stop this? Should we do that? We, no, we're making decisions about stuff that before was just normal. It was just a part of ease. Now it's stress. Indecision. It's, it's becoming a pressure. Right now, especially if, you, if you're a small business owner, you're wondering, should I go get a job? There are decisions that are going on right now that are becoming harder and harder to make because it's not as simple as it used to be before. Now we're of two minds. Now we're not sure, should we go left or right? The Bible says this, it says, James chapter 1 verse 8 says, A double-minded man, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And that word unstable, that word means, watch this, that word means that you're conflicted, you're afflicted. It, it, it actually means that you're staggering around like a drunk. That's what it means. A double-minded man walks around like they're drunk because they have no pathway, no direction. It doesn't look like they're moving straight. They're all over the place because they can't make a decision. So what's God's answer to that? God's answer to that is this. Psalm chapter 23, verse 3b. It says this. He guides me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. Come on. God says, I will guide you in the paths of righteousness for my name's sake. The answer to decision making is this, simply this. Let God guide you. Come on, say that with me. Let God guide you. You see, He knows the right path. And God's got this. If you allow Him to get it. You see... There's an old saying, when I was a really young Christian, there was an old saying that used to go around a whole lot. It says, let go and let God. You remember that? Let go and let God. Who's he saying? He's saying, look, you can either get it, hold it on yourself, or you can let God get it. If God's got this, then you don't got it. If you've got this, then God don't got it. You've got to decide, who do you want to be in control of your life? Amen. Amen. So here's what this, this same verse in the NIV says it this way. He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. The right paths. The right path. Like nobody wants to be on the wrong path. Everybody wants to be on the right path. We say, you know what? But Pastor, I don't know what the right path is. In fact, you know, I, it's, it's, I feel like God isn't even speaking to me. Like, why is it so hard for me to know what God wants, what God's will is in my life? Why is it so hard for me to know what the right path is? Well, I'm here to help you with that today. 
Because God's not playing games with you. He's not waiting for you to mess up so he can whack you on the head with a hammer. That's not what he's doing. He's not sitting back hoping that you'll get messed up and lose your way. And he's not doing that. God wants to guide you more than you want to be guided by God. Hello. God wants to guide you more than you want to be guided by God. One of the problems that we have when it comes to uh, guiding guidance from God is that we have the wrong approach. And so we have a, 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 a wrong approach about finding the will of God. Sometimes we have the, what I call the mystical approach. The mystical approach. The mystical approach is all about emotions. Man, I feel like this is what God wants me to do, so I'm just going to do it. I feel like. And, and here's the thing what the mystical approach always says. The mystical approach says, if it makes me happy, it must be God. Come on now. If it, it's like that song. It says, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. You see, it's all about people. I watch this. I see people who get married. And you say, hey, 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 hey. Did you talk to anybody? Did you work this out before you, you got married? Did you actually seek the Lord? Did you speak to somebody who was a counselor? I said, no, but you know what? I know marriage is going to make me happy. And so I knew it was be God. What? And then when they get married, they say, guess what? Marriage not making me happy happy anymore so i know god is telling me to get a divorce no 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 that's not how it works it's not about hey god's will must be my happiness that's not it god isn't a genie god is not a genie he is not there to grant you your wishes and your wish is my command that's not how it is so, what you need to realize is that the mystical approach, hey, if I'm happy, it must be God's will, is not the right approach. Then you have the magical approach. Now, this one I see a lot. The magical approach is all about signs. Signs. Everybody's looking for a sign. Jesus said, man, you are looking for a sign. Everybody looking for a sign. And so what happens with the magical approach is this, right? You meet somebody. I don't even know why I'm on this relationship deal, but just follow me for a second. You know, you meet somebody last night. Man, you really like them. You think, man, whoa, I wonder if this is the person. You're driving down the road. And then you see a sign. And it says, every kiss begins with K. And there is a wedding ring on the sign. And you said to yourself, I have driven this way so many times before. I have never seen that sign. That must be God. Hallelujah. I know God is calling me to do this. No. You see, that the, the, the magical approach says, if it's unexpected, it must be God. Like anything. Oh man, I was sitting in a restaurant and I overheard somebody say, wedding. I know that's God. I know it's God. No, it's not. No, it's not. Listen, you're like Gideon. God, if this happens, then I know it's you. If this doesn't happen, then I know it's you. Hey, listen, that's not the best way to find out the will of God. Then, then you have the mathematical approach. The mathematical approach is all about logistics. So man, if it works out, if the numbers work out, if the whole thing works out, that must be God. I say like, some people go like, hey, I, I know tithing isn't God's will for my life because I have too much expenses for my income and so therefore I have to cut back on something, cut back on the tithe because mathematically the tithe don't make sense. That is not God's will just because mathematically it works out for you. It's not about logistics because sometimes God will ask you to do something that makes no sense. 
the, the, the mathematical approach says, if it makes sense, it must be God. Nah, if it makes sense, it must be you. Amen? Amen? So what is the right approach? The right approach is the mature approach. The mature approach. And how do we do the mature approach? Here's how we do. I'm going to give you four steps. Number one, I must admit I need a guide. Let's just start right there. I've got to admit I need a guide. And this can be tough because of our pride. That's straight up. Because of our pride. We become self, you know, self-sufficient, uh, independent. We know how to deal with things. We've been making, I mean, I'm a man like everybody else. I put my pants on one foot at a time. I don't even know what that means, right? But it's all about, hey, I've got this. I know what I need to do. And if we don't come to the place where we admit we need a guy, we'll never be in a place where we can actually receive direction from God. You see, sheep by nature tend to get off track. The very nature of sheep is moving away from where the, the rest of the crowd is. That's why shepherds have to lead sheep. They're not like wolves that like move in packs and they just know where to find each other. Oh no. Sheep are so short-sighted. They can only see the grass that's in front of their face. That's how short-sighted sheep are. In fact, here's what the Bible says. Isaiah 53, 6 says this. All we, watch this, like sheep have gone astray. Amen. We have turned everyone to his own way. So the real problem is that sheep have a tendency to go their own way. Sheep don't like, don't know how, they have no sense of direction. They're like really messed up that way. And so because we are like sheep, we can't see very far into the future. And a lot of times, because we can't see far into the future, we make some decisions in the now that we regret in the future. See, none of us saw this coming. None of us saw this coming. Right here. Right now. What we're going through. Man, if we saw this coming, man, we'd have been wearing face masks from November. We ain't seen this coming. It was not coming. We didn't see it. But God did. God saw it coming. And I'm telling you something. Life often takes us by surprise. But there is a pastor I like to listen to from time to time. Named Forrest Gump. And Forrest Gump says, My mama always told me, Life, hallelujah, is like a box of chocolates. Oh, hey, you don't know what you're going to get. That's what life is like. Hallelujah. So what do you do with this? What do you do with this? You can either allow God to use this time to help you depend on Him, or you can decide to depend on yourself. Either you allow Him to lead you in the right path or make it your, make your own path. It's up to you. It's not up to God. It's up to you. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end is the way of death. Listen, your way or God's way. You lead yourself or God leads you. Your path or God's path. 
The choice is yours. But I'm here to tell you, it starts with being humble enough to say, God, I need your help. I need your help. We all have decisions to make and decisions that we have made and we regret. So we need to humble ourselves and say, God, I need you. Here, Psalm 25 verse 9. I love this verse. Listen to what it says. The humble he guides in justice and the humble he teaches his way. Who does he guide? The humble. Who does he teach? The humble. You've got to start with humility or you won't get anywhere else. So that's number one. Number one is, first admit, just admit, I need a guide. I need a guide, I need a guide, I need a guide. Number two, ask for faith. Ask in faith, sorry, for directions. Ask in faith for directions. Bible says, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. It starts with asking. You've got to ask in faith. James 1 verse 5 to 7 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. It's so crucial. First of all, ask of God. Here's the other thing it says, Who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given. Ask of God and it will be given. But, here's the caveat, but let him ask in faith. Ask in faith. So, you have to ask the right person, God, and you have to ask with the right attitude, faith. Come on now. You got to ask the right person. We're asking so many people and we're not even asking God. Can I tell you something? You're trying to ask people about decisions to make right now and they've never been in this situation before either. Man, we asking people who just, they're doing the same thing we're doing. They don't know. Ask the right person, God, and ask with the right attitude, faith. Ask God and ask in faith. And what does it mean in faith? Expecting an answer. Like God works in our life according to faith. Everything God gives us is by grace, but everything we receive is by faith. He gives by grace, but we receive by faith. I'm going to say that again. He gives by grace because we don't deserve it. But we have to receive it by faith. Jesus came on earth and He died on this earth by grace. But we have to receive Him by faith. If we don't put the faith part in, we can't get access to what God has already given us. And He's already given wisdom. But we've got to grab it by faith. It's faith that activates the gifts of God in our lives. And so God has already given us this wisdom. He wants us to grab it. He wants to give us direction. But we've got to pull it by faith. Amen? Amen. And so God says, I have wisdom for you. So what is wisdom? What is wisdom? Wisdom is seeing life from God's point of view. I know we have all kinds of other definitions of wisdom, but I'm going to tell you what wisdom is. Wisdom is seeing life from God's point of view. And making decisions the way God would make decisions. He said, I ain't God. It don't matter. Here's the thing. If you ask Him, He will tell you. In fact, He says, my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So we already know that our thoughts and our ways are not necessarily lined up with wisdom. We've got to go higher. And the way to go higher is to ask the one who already has it. Hey God, I need your ways. I need your thoughts in regards to this situation. Because I don't know what to do. God never makes a mistake. 
And so if I don't want to make a mistake, I need to just say, God, tell me what to do. Because if I do it your way, I know I'll be right. He says if we trust Him and listen to Him, He will guide us. But we must ask in faith. And so we've got to admit that we need a guide. We've got to ask in faith. Here's the third thing. We have to listen for God's response. So listen for God's response. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means this. It's like God, God's voice is like radio waves, right? You know, radio waves, you can't see it. It's all over. It's all over here. It's all over the place. But if you're not tuned into it, then you just don't get it. And so that's like how God's voice is. And so I remember when I was a little boy, we used to have this big transistor radio in our house. And so, you know, you used to dial. You have the dial that you turn, the little red thing, and it just finds a station. You know what I'm talking about. And, and so you, you turn up the radio, but sometimes you get the wrong channel. Sometimes you get... Right? Sometimes you get that kind of sound. And so the radio waves are always coming, but it was depending on my tuning whether I would hear it or not. And so here's, if you say, hey, but I I can't hear, I've never heard the voice of God, I don't hear the voice of God, God doesn't speak to me, then there's probably a couple of things wrong. So so let me go through them real quick. Number one, maybe you just have your radio off. I mean, just maybe you've never established a relationship with God. You've never had an on radio. Your spirit is not on. You're not in a place where you can even hear God because you've never even asked the Holy Spirit to come into your life. And so therefore, you don't even have an antenna. There is no connection. Listen, at the end of this service, we're going to pray. And we'll give you an opportunity to get your radio turned on, to get your spirit turned on, so that you can connect with God and you can begin to hear Him. So I'm going to pray for you at the end of this service. So don't, don't leave stay right there here's the other thing maybe maybe you've just been away from the radio so long that even though the radio is going you're not listening and it's somewhere in the background and you can't hear it clearly because you're not even in the presence of the radio can i tell you sometimes we have spent so much time away from god that even when god is speaking to us we can't tell his voice different from any other voice Here's the other thing. Maybe you're on the wrong channel. One of the things like, like you know, since I've been here in, in Texas, this didn't, hap- this didn't happen in Jamaica, but in Texas, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm right here in Texas and I have an AM radio and, and I want to go on the news channel and sometimes, you know, I'm punching buttons and sometimes I'll pick up a, a, a channel and it's, and it's in Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. And so guess what? Here it is though, my radio is tuned perfectly to the Spanish station and I don't speak Spanish. Some of us are tuned so perfectly to the news. We tune perfectly to who is saying what and where, politics. We tune to sports. We tune to all kinds of things except tune to what the Lord is saying to us. Hello. All right. Okay. I mean, so we, if I even said, like, you know, I just bring up a state, like I just say, uh, Michigan. And you can tell me how many COVID um, people in Michigan, how many people died. You know it like by heart. Why? Because you are so tuned to the wrong channel. I'm talking to somebody. I'm talking to somebody. Some of us, we're just not tuning. We're, we're in between stations. Like sometimes we hear the voice of God a little bit. So it's That's how it is. Like we're just off a little bit. And so we're hearing bits and pieces of the Lord. And then we just take that and we misinterpret it. And we turn it into something. 
So I'm going to help you to tune into the right channels. What are the right channels? You see, because Job 33 verse 14 says this, For God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. Uh Uh-oh. God hasn't stopped speaking. God speaks again and again, but people don't recognize it. So I'm going to give you a couple of channels that God uses to speak to us. Number one, God speaks through the Bible. I knew you knew I was going to go there. God speaks through the Bible. A lot of people say, man, I don't hear God. You know what? God speaks through the Bible. God speaks through the Bible. Um, I, I, I didn't play golf when I was in Jamaica, but I started playing a little golf since I you know, came to the States. You know, Woo! Really interesting. And, and, and the goal of golf is simply this. You're trying to get a ball into a hole with as few hits as possible. What I call strokes. All right? So you, you hit the ball, you want it to get into the hole. Well, here's the deal. You have between where you start to hit the ball and the hole, you have this long strip of really nicely cut grass they call the fairway. And the fairway is this wide area, pretty wide, and it, and it goes all the way from where you are to where the ball needs to be. Sometimes, sometimes the fairway turns, sometimes it's straight, but it all means if you stay in the fairway, you have the best chance of getting your ball to the hole. Now, on either side of the fairway, there can be bush, trees, water, sand, all kinds of things. You don't want to get in there. Because if you get in there, it's harder to get to the hole. Are you following me? A lot of us are like this with God. We want the specific will of God, the hole, but we don't want to do the general will of God, the fairway. Are you following me? We want a hole in one. God, what is your will for my life? Pop! Oh my God, we made it. No, 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 no. God says, um, well, can, can you love your neighbor as yourself? Can you forgive those who hurt you? Can, can, can you be a blessing? Can you give? Can you give? Can you tithe? Can you go to church? Can you read the word? Can you spend time with me? That's the general will of God. And here's what God's saying. The more you stay in the general will, is the more likely you're going to get to the specific will. But some of us over in the bush, we're over in the trees. And we're going, why can't I hear God? Maybe you just need to get in the fairway. Get in the fairway. And a lot of us can't see the fairway because we're not reading the Word. The Word gives us the fairway. When you read the Word, and the Lord, you, you look at that page, and it says something on that page, just say, yes, Lord. That's God speaking to you. Trust me, that is the Lord telling you to get your life in the fairway. Because God's Word is God's will. I, I don't know if I hear it. I hope you all saying amen. I hope you all receiving this. Amen, amen, amen. I, I'm going to tell myself amen. I want to run around this podium so because I know I'm preaching better than I'm hearing your response right now. Praise the Lord. So are you reading the Word? 
Are you already doing what He told you in the Word? Because if you're asking God, Hey God, should I buy this car? Hey God, should I marry this person? Hey God, should I go to school here? Hey God, should I get this job? And we want all this specific stuff from God. And God is just saying, Hey, can I just get you? Oh my gosh, can I just get you to read your Word? Just do what I've already said and stay in the fair way. Praise the Lord. Alright, so God speaks through the Bible. Here's the other thing. God speaks through teachers. You ever speak like, you ever feel like a preacher is speaking directly to you? Maybe you feel like that right now. Nobody gave me your name, your number, your situation and told me, hey, I need to you know, make this message so that I could speak about you. That was not it at all. What happened? The Holy Spirit put something on my heart, but He's using it to speak to you and your situation, what you need. And that's how much God loves you. God will use a teacher to speak to you and your heart and your situation and your circle. Sometimes to, to the place where you feel like you are the only person they're talking to is you. I remember one time when uh, my first child was born, my wife and I were thinking that we were going to migrate to the States. This was like, you know, years ago, right? And so we were thinking, we're going to migrate to the States. That's what we feel God. I mean, we, I was wrestling with this, wrestling with this, wrestling with this. I went to church one Wednesday night. And my pastor was preaching on this passage from Genesis about Isaac. And he said this, watch this. He said, the Lord said to Isaac, do not go to Egypt. I ain't call America Egypt. I'm just telling you what the Lord said, okay? And do not go to Egypt. What she said, stay in the land of famine and I will bless you there. And I will make you prosperous. And I knew that was a word from the Lord for me to be patient, to stay where I was. Because for me, it felt like, it felt like I was in the land of famine. But God, He spoke to me. Through a preacher. Can I tell you something? God will use somebody to speak directly to you. And you will get a word from the Lord that will confirm exactly the way in which He wants you to walk. But you got to trust Him. You got to trust Him. Here's the third thing. God speaks through impressions. Or as old, old people, I don't know if you said it's in the States. In Jamaica where you said unction. The unction of the Holy Ghost. Man, I feel the unction, right? An impression. There's something inside our spirit. The, the rationalist says, God never speaks through impressions. The mystic says, every impression is from God. Listen to me. God can give you impressions, but so can gas. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen, amen. So it's not just about every impression and you can't be too dependent on the impressions. But there is an impression I want you to focus on. And the impression is called the peace of God. The peace of God. This is something that I seek. God, I want your peace. I, I pray this prayer a lot. I pray, God, I don't want anything more or less than your will for my life. And I am not committed to anything in this decision except for what your peace leads me to. So God, I'm waiting on your peace. The peace of God. Here's what the Bible says in Colossians 3.15. It says, the peace that Christ gives is to guide you in the decisions you make. Man, some of us walking through some decisions and inside is chaos. Inside, but it makes sense. 
But inside it's tearing up. But man, it feel, it would, I think it would make me happy. But inside we're tearing up. But we saw a sign, but inside we're tearing up. Can I tell you something? Stop. Stop. Don't move forward without the peace. I'm telling you. Listen, I am telling you, the peace of God is the voice of God directing you to where you need to go. Don't run ahead of the peace. It may be right, but it may be the wrong time. Don't run ahead of the peace. Don't make your own way. Let Him guide you. Amen. Amen. Here's the last thing that God uses. Well, there are many more, but this is the last thing I'm going to talk about is God uses circumstances. He uses circumstances. And one of the circumstances that He uses is the circumstance of pain. Pain. And this was tough. Because right now is a time of pain for a lot of people. C.S. Lewis said this, Pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our consciences, but shouts in our pain. It is His megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Can I tell you something? Sometimes nothing wakes us up like pain. And you know what? Here's the thing. It's not like God causes pain. But in the middle of pain, we turn to God and say, God, what are you saying? That the whole time, God could be wanting to guide us. And it is pain that causes us to stop in our tracks and say, God, I give up. I need you right now. God will use your pain to get you on the right path. In fact, Psalm 34, 16 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. If you're brokenhearted, your spirit is crushed. God says, I'm right near you. I'm right beside you. It is in moments like these that you can turn and find me. If you look, if you listen, if you ask. Proverbs 20, verse 30 says, Sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. Sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. The amount of people I know who got saved out of a painful situation is incredible. Why? Because sometimes that's what it takes for them to finally lift their eyes and look for a Savior. People who, who feel they don't need a Savior won't seek one. Amen. I'm just leave that right there. Let's move on. God is speaking all the time. The question is, are you listening? If you listen up, He'll lead you on the right path. So here's the final thing we're going to talk about. We said, hey, we need to admit we need a guide. We need to ask God by faith. We need to seek Him for that guidance. But here's the last thing. Trust God when I don't understand. The truth is, He is God and I am not. And that's just the truth. He is God and I am not. And there are times when I don't get it, but because He's in control, I can walk with Him and submit to Him in it. Psalm 77, 19 says, The road led through the sea, your pathway through the mighty waters. Here's, here's what it says, A pathway no one knew was there. 
Listen, there is a pathway that no one knows is there that He wants to lead you through. And sometimes what that means is you just don't get it. You don't understand. You're not sure how it's going to work out. You don't have all the answers. But because you trust Him, because you trust the peace, because you know you're in the fairway, you are there to trust God, whatever He says. Some of you feel like you're, on the, you're at the end of your road. The end of your road financially. The end of your road emotionally. The end of your road relationally. But remember this. Abandoning the road is not the end of the road unless you fail to make the turn. I'm going to say that again. Abandoning the road is not the end of the road unless you fail to make the turn. I'm going to say that again. Abandoning the road is not the end of the road unless you fail to make the turn. Hear me. I want you to listen to me. Listen, listen, listen. It's only a bend. Keep going. God will make it clearer to you. He will lead you around the corner if you trust Him. Proverbs 4.16 says, The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn which shines ever brighter until the light of day. Listen, right now, it doesn't feel bright. You can't see its shadows. It doesn't make sense. But if you keep going, it will get brighter and brighter and brighter until it makes sense. What you're going through now may hurt. What you're going through now, you may not understand. What you're going through, it's like confusing. But I'm here to tell you that in the light of eternity, you will see what God was doing all this time. And you'll be able to say, God, I'm so glad I trusted you in that moment when I didn't know what I was doing. He says He'll make it brighter and brighter if you just keep going. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't jump on your own path now. Stick with the shepherd. Stick with the shepherd. Let Him guide you. It's only a bend. Just keep going. Keep going. So what do you do in the meantime? Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust In the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and catch the last part and He shall direct your paths. God wants to direct your paths. He wants you to walk in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. He wants to guide you. You got to trust Him. It's the only way. You got to trust Him. As today, as we close, I want to tell you this. The Bible says, uh, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. God has already ordered your steps before you even came on earth. God already ordered your steps. He already set your path. He already knows what you're going to go through. He custom made the way you are and what you are here to do. And He custom made a path just for you. Everything you need to accomplish what God has for you, God already put here on earth before you came. He prepared a place for you. And He wants to guide you to that place. But it starts with trusting Him. It starts with deciding, I'm going to stay in that fairway. 
I'm going to listen to his word. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to obey him. I'm going to obey the things I know until I get to the things I don't know. And then I'm going to trust him for that too. So, as we get to this place of closing, I, I want you to just bow your heads with me for a second. We're going through so much stress right now. Stress because we don't know which decision to make. But you have a shepherd who says, I will guide you. I will walk with you. I will lead you in the right path. And if you stumble, it's okay. I'm taking care of you. But the question is, whose path are you going to follow this morning? Whose path are you going to follow? If you say, God, I want to get back on that path with you, the path that you have planned for me, I want to live the way you want me to live, the path of righteousness. And God says, I'm, I'm here to guide you. It may not be convenient. It may not be easy. It may not, look, it may seem rough and narrow. But that's okay. I'm with you. Because my path always leads to life. Or you can choose your own path. Bible says the way of the godly leads to life. The way of the godly leads to life. So as you're out there, right there sitting in your room, watching your phone right now, watching your TV, whatever you're watching, here's a question for you. Have you given your life to Jesus? Is your radar even on? I want to pray with you if you haven't. If you say, you know what, I'm tired of going my own way. I want to go God's way today. I want to give my life to Jesus and totally.